Hey guys, it's Kat. So before today's episode starts, I wanted to plug my Patreon. By contributing every month, you'll get access to exclusive episodes and creative content. The funding helps me afford new equipment and a better listening experience for you. The link to that Patreon is going to be www.patreon.com slash I'll leave that link in the description below, but if uninterested, enjoy today's episode. Bye. Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. This is episode 11 of season two. Welcome back. I am currently in my dorm right now. It is brick in New York right now, guys. I don't think I can express enough how cold it is in the city. Like, I love it personally, but it went from like being 92 weeks ago to being 47. I don't know how else I can prove global warming, but I think I just did. <laughs> because I don't know guys it's like I love the cold I love falling asleep cold it was honestly like a shit show the first month falling asleep like sweating and being on my period the first week I got like I wanted to like die but however it's really cold in New York right now and I absolutely love it but anyway um I hope you guys heard that new Patreon intro I feel so like bougie even doing that I've been listening to more podcasts and I'm really trying to put a pep in my step when it comes to you know, advertising myself and really just giving myself a name because I feel like for the past year, I've kind of just been testing the waters of what I like creatively. And now that I'm in college, I have all these tools around me. I'm, I'm being introduced to like all this new shit and people and way of working. And I need to, you know, advertise myself in a way where I'm professional. I feel like, you know, having a little podcast in high school in the beginning of college is fun, but like when is it going to get to a point where like I can really, really like boost my audience and a lot of more people can hear it. So I started a Patreon. If you're streaming on Podbean, you're probably going to, you know, see that my Patreon link um, there as well. I have it on my website, which I plug at the end of every single episode, but I've really just been working on the way that I've been marketing myself because I think it is a really important aspect of being an adult especially so whatever get all that business shit out of the way let's get to the episode um so today I think I I was kind of dabbling about what I wanted to talk about today because I was supposed to have a guest but I'm actually going home tomorrow um because we have we have off school so I'm just like you know I'm gonna go home say hi to my family I kept telling them I was like you'll never see me again but like I miss my sister I don't really miss my parents that sounds horrible but like I really miss my sister and I miss my cat, my little Smokey. And I don't know. I just need to pick up a few stuff. I need a few stuff, bruh. I need to pick up, bleh, fuck. <laughs> I need to pick up a few things from home. Like I got to, you know, get some tripods, which is another thing that's coming soon. I'm actually really fucking excited. So, you know what? I don't even fucking care. It's not like I'm a celebrity and I'm hiding shit. I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel and I'm going to be vlogging and just a lot of new shit is coming your way in the path of Kat Wisniewski and I'm super excited. I'm going to start a YouTube, um, making some connections with a lot of people and it's just been really good guys. Like college has opened my eyes in a way where it wasn't like a culture shift at all. It's just like, it's really helping me creatively because I feel like I was stuck on Long Island. I totally was. And I knew that, but not to the extent of, like, I've come to a realization, like, and, you know, not that people live in Long Island, like, they can't be creative, but, like, for me personally, like, 
being here is exactly what I need right now and I'm working my ass off to get what I want and I'm super focused and I feel like an adult and maybe you can even hear it in my voice you can hear it in the way that I talk and I've just I'm so happy (laughs) and good things are coming and I'm genuinely really excited to have you all see it and have all of you who've been listening and watching me grow as a person whether you're a friend whether you're you don't know me at all just this this is your first time listening I appreciate it I and I genuinely do because not a lot of people take time out of their day to listen to a friend's podcast or a girl's podcast that they don't even know or just pay attention to my life in general because I do live a pretty quiet life and it just means a lot to everyone who's listening or just listening right now um but See, this is what happens. I get off track. I was talking about what I was going to name today's episode. Um, I've been super into true... Oh my God, literally, I was literally about to go on another tangent. You know what? Fuck it. I was going to talk about respect today. We can always get back to that in like 10 minutes. Did y'all watch that Jeffrey Dahmer thing on Netflix? Because I thought it was amazing. I literally... like Ryan Murphy made American Horror Story and like, of course, Evan Peters is going to be in it. I am so this is going to sound really bad because I'm working on a screenplay right now where it is very thriller based. It is very psychologically thriller and not to like compare the two, but watching and just learning about serial killers is the most interesting thing to me because, you know, I, this sounds really bad. Okay. This is my opinion on someone like Jeffrey Dahmer. Because I think Jeffrey Dahmer's a lot different than a lot of the other serial killers that we... Like, when we think serial killer, we think Ted Bundy. We think John Wayne Gacy. We think Ed Gein. And I feel like Jeffrey Dahmer, like, he's up there, but, like, people are just like, oh, he's a Milwaukee cannibal. He eats people. He's gay. Like, stuff like shit like that. Whatever. This is Kat's point of view. Like, I literally sound like a fucking idiot. And Anyway. Um, I feel like if you watch interviews of him... And I think, okay, in my opinion, I think he is one of the most fascinating serial killers to learn about, to watch, to read about, just to just know his story is just... So when this thing came out on Netflix and I knew Ryan Murphy was doing it, like, I'm not the biggest American Horror Story fan, but I really appreciate his work and, like, the way he does it, the way he directs it, and his characters are always really strong. It's just never been, like, it's like Vampire Diaries for me. It's too soap opery like it's like too much like a soap opera but i appreciate it um because you wouldn't have a fan base the way he does if he wasn't doing something right anyway i was watching this and i was just like learning shit that i did not know about him because me personally i love true crime i am so intrigued by it i think it is Maybe that's the dark, weird thing inside of me that likes that. But, like, I really do enjoy learning about it. And I think it's really interesting. But when it comes to, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, I think he is really someone, out of all of them at least, I really feel like he is the one who feels the most remorse off of what he's done. I feel like I was reading about Ted Bundy and I'm reading about Ed um, Ed Gein and, like, these really gruesome and not to say that Jeffrey Dahmer didn't do horrible things he's should he should have been in jail and probably should have spent the rest of his life there but at the same time I feel like when you look at someone like Ted Bundy 
or John Wayne Gacy, like in their mind, they did nothing wrong. Like they're in complete denial of what they've done. And they like even Charles Manson, who didn't really kill anyone. He killed one person, but got a bunch of people to kill people for him. He's like, well, the world treated me like shit. So this is, you know, my revenge. So I don't feel remorse. Like I didn't do anything wrong. Like they always have a justification for it. You know what? Let's just talk about true crime today. Fuck it. I don't fucking care. True crime's interesting to me. Um, what was I talking about? Fuck. Um, but when you, I was watching a Jeffrey Dahmer interview today, and he is just so soft-spoken, and maybe that's his way of manipulation, but I, that's not the way I read it, and that's just my personal opinion that I don't read him as someone who's really premeditating his emotions maybe he's premeditating how he's gonna kill someone like i said like he should be in jail and he should he deserved to be in jail but at the same time like i think his childhood just had so much to do with it and i don't think he really enjoyed killing people like a lot of other serial killers do because i think it was just like a compulsion that he had like OCD like they said he had what was it antisocial personality disorder and he had OCD and he was like I, I didn't like doing this I mean I did in the moment but like I couldn't help myself like and that sounds like s- such a justification but at the same time like it is so hard to explain because when I think of Jeffrey Dahmer and I think of Ted Bundy like I don't put them two and two together at all and of course they're different people but like I really do separate someone like Jeffrey Dahmer and like especially watching this the Netflix series and it was like and if you don't know about like Jeffrey Dahmer's case and like people who do who do like news outlets on it, write books about it. They always get sued by the family. So when I watched the end of it, and this isn't a spoiler at all, like they literally named all the names and all the people, which is something that no one's really ever done. Like even when his father talked about it, like he was getting sued by the families and like asking for all the profit that he was making off the books that he made about his son. And like, that's another thing. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, I don't want to sit here and be like, he like... (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sit here and be like, no, like, he was damaged, so it's okay. Like, like he fucking ate people and, like, killed them. That's not justifiable. But I'm like, I think what I'm fascinated by is his mind and, like, what was really going on, what led him to that point, because I think it's very drastically different. Because I think Ted Bundy, he grew up without a mom. He grew up without parents. Like, he, like, his home situation was really bad. But at the same time, they said from, like, a young age, like, he was volatile and, like, angry and, like, really into, like, murdering things. Like, but with Jeffrey Dahmer, like, they said he was a normal kid until he was, like, four. And then he had this uh, hernia surgery. And then all of a sudden, his whole demeanor changed. And, like, I think that's super fascinating because with, like, I think it was because the anesthesia and his mom was taking a bunch of pills and stuff like that. And, like, I don't think he was born like that. Genuinely. Like, that's what I take from it. And I think he actually felt actual remorse for what he did. He literally just could not control himself. And that doesn't, again, doesn't justify it. But at the same time, like, a lot of these serial killers, like, they always have a reason 
for what they do. Like, oh, they, he attacked me or this was going to happen. So this is why I did this. Like, he was like, no, like I killed him because I literally wanted to and I couldn't control myself and I, there's something wrong with me. Like he was self-aware, which I found interesting. And like his dad too, like his whole thing with his dad where like his dad experienced like some of the same shit that he did as a kid. Like this fascination with like dominating people and like like dead like dead animals and like taxidermy and like stuff like that and like i don't know i just went on like a 20 minute tangent didn't i that's really bad about murder but like i i really do find it interesting because i feel like and i was listening to this podcast tannis which was super interesting like i thought that was like we had to listen to it for my english class and like that podcast is so good Like, this is just me in my college dorm talking my ass off about stuff that interests me and, like, trying to give people advice and stuff like that. But that podcast is so well-produced, so interesting. Like, I can't even tell if it's, like, real, like, a real phenomenon that's going on. Like, I just love it. So that's my plug-in, Tannis. Listen to that podcast. It was really good. Um, But they talked about, like, people on the West Coast. There's so many more serial killers on the west coast than there is on the east coast which like when you think about it is really true like ted bundy he was on the east coast like utah and like california um jeffrey Dahmer, milwaukee actually john wayne gacy was chicago that's like midwest but like a lot of these serial killers are from the west coast like mid to midwest coast which and then on the podcast he said that it was because of the weather and like the constant state of like gray and rain and you know just darker atmosphere you know not california obviously it's very sunny there but they said like these like states like oregon and washington like they in washington they had like all of these serial killers and i found that like so weird if you actually think about that how like atmosphere alone can change someone's demeanor and the way they like look at life and perspective and everything like that's insane um but anyway enough with serial killers let's talk about today's (laughs) i'm so sorry but i just needed to like talk about that because i'm writing a screenplay right now which has to do with like this girl who has like this obsessive compulsion to like hurt this girl that's bullying her and like that dug me into this like rabbit hole when i was like watching that anyway today's episode is going to be about respect um I feel like it can kind of tie in about serial killers but like not really um okay so i have a story this is my story um we're not gonna name names this wasn't recent this was just like something that popped in my mind and it really bothered me a lot like it really fucking bothered me i have i I don't have a lot of pet i do have a lot of pet peeves i don't want to lie but ones that are like deal breakers for me is people who are really rude to waitresses and people who work at restaurants or, you know, cashiers in places and like people that are just doing their job. And if you're one of those people, you can go fuck yourself, like truly go fuck yourself. I don't know what's wrong. with There's something wrong with you. Um, that was so really aggressive. I'm really sorry, but you, you need to hear that. Um, whatever. I went out with this group of girls and the vibe was off already. It was just really off. And I was like, I kind of felt excluded, which was like, I kind of always do. So I was like, you know what? I'm in my head. Like, come on, cat. Like, 
just get through it. You'll be fine. You're in your head. And, you know, we're just walking around looking for a place to eat and whatever. Like, they're all, like, hangry, being, like, really moody and, like, pilly. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, these girls, like, want to hang out with me. So, like, that was what was keeping me happy. Um, That's so sad. But, like, it was so true. Um, So, whatever. We pick a restaurant. There was more than five of us. Like, it was, like, it wasn't a big group, but it was, like, enough of us were, like, when you okay this this is another pet peeve of mine when you just walk into a restaurant without a reservation and they're like can we have a table for nine bruh (laughs) i just said bruh unironically but like that is truly like you don't walk into a restaurant with more than four people five people even and be like can we have a table where i walk in just literally go on your phone or take five minutes to call the restaurant and make a reservation even if it's 20 minutes before it makes life so much more convenient. So if you walk into restaurants without a reservation, when you're supposed to have a reservation, start doing that because it's really inconvenient for everyone involved. Anyway, <laughs> we get there and um, we order our food and I'm vegan. And we were at a place that was not vegan friendly, but I was like, you know what, Kat? It's not about you. It's not about you. It's really not like, didn't even say anything. Literally all the pages were like meat. And I was like, you know what? Like I made like a little like joke, like a subtle joke, but like I wasn't serious. I was like, I was like, oh my God, this place is so vegan friendly. I love like the sirloin steak. And they were like, they didn't laugh. And I was like, okay, let me just fucking kill myself. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this is okay. I'm not going to get sidetracked. Anyway, we order our food. Keep in mind, there's six of us. That's, I think that's how many people it was. There's six of us waiting like 10 minutes and they all start getting impatient. And I'm like, do you have any idea how much 10 minutes is when you're working at a restaurant? That is literally a millisecond in real time. That is nothing. That is no time. That is how much time it takes to get drinks. They're all like, where's the food? It's taking so long. And I, my red flags in my brain are going off. I was like, what the fuck? And maybe it's because I was a waitress. And maybe it was because I worked in food service. And I have been since I was like 14 maybe you know if you don't have personal experience in that you know i can i can get it to an extent but like this next part really like okay so basically i think like 25 minutes goes by there's six of us six meals and it's 25 minutes and these girls are getting like antsy like angry and it's only because they didn't eat before and i'm like well, that's your fucking fault. Like, you're if you're going to be this hungry and get mad, it's been 25 minutes. Like, that's nobody's fault but your own. Like, usually when you have that many people, it takes like 40 minutes for food to get out, maybe more. And like that, ugh. anyway, food gets there. And um, of course, one of them doesn't like it. This is my, this is my philosophy. If you're by yourself or you're going to like a little Cabo Fresh, or you're going to like a little Chipotle, or something like that, where you can send it back and be like, hey, I don't like this. Can I have something else? That's fine. But if you're at a restaurant with people watching, and you literally say something that is embarrassing for the waitress, and gives the other people an opportunity to laugh, say something, like it it just makes me so mad because it is so rude depends on your delivery but most of the time like just fucking suck it up and take it home or don't eat it just it made me really upset the food got there 
that's oh that was literally the most important part i forgot food gets there one of the girls grabs it out of the waitress's hand like she's like passing it over and she literally like whips it from her hand and is like oh, it took you long enough i was like oh what the fuck and like this sounds like shit that like someone would say in a movie like someone like wrote a script and fucking asked this girl to say that like that's how fucking bad it was and i literally like thought she was joking or like it was like some weird joke that i didn't get and i like scoffed and i like laughed i was like oh what the fuck and she like looked at me and i was like oh this girl is serious okay i gotta get out of here whatever and then whatever i said that she didn't like the food and blah 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 um just all being super entitled little white girls and i was like oh i have to go to work bye guys got a check and left i have never and i've had so many experiences like that coming from long island where every dinner that i would go out with girls like that it would be like that and i would be so uncomfortable and i if if you are one of those people who is very demanding like there's a difference between being demanding and asking if you're being demanding and coming off rude and people are looking at you weird when you say things to waitresses, it's probably because you look like an entitled bitch. You should stop doing that because it is the most disrespectful thing you can do, especially me being a waitress. When people talk to you like that, your whole entire shift is ruined, which I get isn't your problem, but be a decent fucking human being and think about something before it comes out of your mouth. Tangent over. Sorry. That is a story that I needed to tell really pissed me off and that is a total deal breaker for me if we are out somewhere this is another thing okay so i'm in new york right now there's a lot of poverty as of right now more than there has been in a very long time and there's a lot of people saying that we are receding like poverty wise and you know to the same time as the 70s like it looks like we're going back to the 70s the way that new york is looking right now 70s if you don't know in new york city was a horrible time watch taxi driver and you'll know what i'm talking about a lot of poverty a lot of drug dealing a lot of crime just petty crimes stuff like bad crimes just crime in general and poverty and drugs and not good shit that you want to know um so there's a lot of people you know right on 6th and 7th ave which is you know touristy spots just you know there's always gonna be a couple homeless guys when you walk in new york city it's it's a given there's it's a huge metropolis there's gonna be people who are homeless but it is everywhere guys when i say everywhere it is on every single block that you walk down that there's someone laying on the floor there's people in the subways there's just a lot of poverty right now and it is really upsetting the thing that gets me most is when and this is just something I've experienced over the past month when I'm being here. I will hang out with somebody. They will see a homeless person. And the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh my God, this person's going to hurt me. Stares at them weird, laughs. like, And like, there's always like these couple of women or men that'll come up to you and be like, can I have $5? Can I have five cents? And I always just politely say, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. But if I do have something on me, I try to give something. I always try to. Um... But sometimes you're just you're trying to get somewhere and it's just you can't which sucks but i was with this group of girls and maybe i just need to stop hanging out with these rich entitled girls but like that's where i am right now and i really can't escape it and i'm trying to make like friends outside of school and it happened and it's been great but um i'm with this group of girls and they see this homeless man and they literally start pointing at him and laughing at him 
that and I know that like that sounds horrible and you're like there's no way someone would do that like you know like out of a movie like I said before there are so fucking many people that I know do that and they're not they're not my friends but I know them and I see it happen the thing that pisses me off the most with people who see you know poor people as less than is that you know we're we're all like striving for for equality and you know not to separate ourselves but the minute that we see someone homeless we either think that they're going to hurt us we you know think in our head danger 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 which i get because if you're raised to think like that that's how you're going to think but my mom and my father both raised me to if you see someone homeless try to give as much as you can even if that's having a conversation with them if they look mentally unstable that is a different situation that is different but if they're just laying there or they're just trying to talk to you and they're they're being kind they're being respectful just give them the time of the day and sometimes all those those sorts of people need is just human interaction because every person that walks past them they're staring at them and i said this last i think it was two episodes ago how pissed off you get when someone stares one person stares at you could you imagine being in new york city with nine million people every you know nine out of ten people looking at you like you're a piece of garbage every time someone walks past you and it was honestly this is another thing i was thinking about i was thinking about making a segment you know make a youtube video where i just go up to people that are living on the streets and just sit down and have a conversation with them and let them hold the mic and just talk about their life you know if you know if they're comfortable doing that because that sometimes that is just exactly what people need that's why I do what I do that's why I come on here every Tuesday and I talk about what's on my mind because I need to because I don't have a lot of people close to me where I can do that and that's just me also it's not other people like I just need to talk to myself sometimes without another person looking at me and watching me and me getting in my head about whatever I'm going to get in my head about. I just speak my mind and that's what humans need to do. And when I come into contact with someone who's living on the street or someone who's poor, doesn't have a home, whatever it is, I give them the time of the day most of the time. And I feel like they have so much to give. They have just people in general have so much to give and so much knowledge. And I feel like as soon as we see someone for less than what they are, we lose respect for them, which is horrible. I'm guilty of it. You know, not in, you know, the poverty sense of it, but I feel like I forget that we are just all people living different lives. And I don't, I don't like a lot of people and I feel like bad about it sometimes because I'm like, you know what? They have their own shit going on at home. Who am I to judge them for who they are? And then, you know, it's a different story when you get to know them and they're actually bad people, but I'm trying to be more open. So I'm, you know, that might be a thing that's coming soon where I just go to Washington Square Park or I go to a park and I just go up to people living on the streets and just be like, take the fucking mic. Tell me about your life. Tell me what what hurts you, what makes you happy, what gives you peace. Because that's just what people need. And, it, and it's so true just to be heard once in a while. And like like I said, this is why I do this, is to be heard, to give my perspective to other people, see if they can take my peace of mind and 
do something with it, if they resonate with it, if they disagree, they agree, whatever it is. Um, it's a really important part of life and it's something that I need to start doing more of, which is why I, I, I'm doing more interviews. I have an interview planned for next week and then I think I have an interview planned for the week after that. I'm just, I'm trying to get more aligned with people and trying to get people get to know people more and respect people more and it's not that I don't respect a lot of people I just don't know how to talk to people really (laughs) not to get all funny in the middle of that serious conversation but you know what I fucking did a couple weeks ago okay it was the first week of school orientation it was literally like the second day I just moved in that day before I literally, these group of girls came up to me and they're like, hi, my name is blah, 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 blah. I had like my little portfolio, like folder case in my hand. And they're like, what's that? And I literally said a bomb and started counting down from five because I thought that they would get that it was satire. And they just looked at me so scared and walked away. Really, that's my fault. I shouldn't be joking about bombs. I just thought that it would make them laugh. Um... (laughs) so embarrassing but also a really fucking funny story to tell because every story every person that i've told that story to they laugh and i was like okay i don't understand like maybe that's them maybe they they didn't find it funny and that's not my fault anyway how much time are we at i think we're how much is 884 seconds i hate that it does that it really does piss me off that it does that all right i'm gonna put a mid-roll ad in here i will be right back to stay in the loop with Brain Food Podcast, subscribe to my mail list at MailChimp.com slash By subscribing to the mail list, you are the first to know about special guests, creative content, and behind-the-scenes material. I will leave that link in the description below. Just a reminder to subscribe to my MailChimp. All right, and we are back. I literally just recorded 20 minutes of content, and I was just shit-talking people and, like, singing. So I'm gonna cut that part out, and we're gonna start from here. Um topic wise i think i'm reading okay i just finished catcher in the rye that's something i just did and now i'm starting the color purple really really scared to read that book because i think it's really gonna make me cry a lot and i oh guys i cried for the first time since i've been here last week that was really bad um okay so basically what triggered that cry is i make spotify playlists and they're about a person and whenever they're like nostalgic cries so whenever I play the song and I'm like I'm gonna cry I'm gonna cry I'm gonna cry and then I start crying I'm like why am I crying even though I did it to myself um and I know a lot of people do that. that that's this has also been another thing that has been a really big weight on my back and I think that's what I'm gonna talk about right now is just like closure closure is something that has been really hard for me with a certain situation um and I've talked about this before. I've never dated anybody. I've never I've never really done anything sexual with anybody. I'm literally a virgin still. And the closest I've ever had to a relationship was a p- specific person in my life for about a, a year and a half and not being able to really talk about it has been something that has been eating my heart away and I don't know it's been something that I've really been trying to 
understand about myself. I'm not trying to move past it anymore. I'm just trying to really understand what happened, what went wrong, what to not do again, and how to treat this person with the respect that we both need out of each other. And not that, that we were being disrespectful to each other. I think that I was, I am a very confused person. And I do things that I think will appease people sometimes. And I, I don't really describe myself as a people pleaser, but I do, I'm very generous and I think of people first a lot. And I think that was what I was doing. And not that the other person was taking advantage of that, but it didn't feel good when I didn't get the reciprocation back and not being able to physically talk about it with the person has been a really, really tough thing because there's still feelings in the air where I am very conflicted and it's just over now, which is really hard because some things in life are just like that. And I don't think I've ever experienced that before. I think I've experienced that with best friends, but romantically I've never had anyone close enough to me to consider a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just a sexual partner in general and I think the closest I got to it was a real emotional connection and that I've never really had one of those before other than my parents and it was a really important relationship to me and now it's just over um and I can't talk about it I can't all I can do is write about it all I can do is just completely drown myself in art and try to make that my vice and try to get the feelings out through that and I find myself in a dead end a lot because I'm like okay what what happens in the story next I can't I can't flip a new page and start a new chapter because it's just done and it's over and there's nothing else to say other than that where it's just like it's there is no next chapter there's no starting over like the relationship happened and then not that it ended but circumstantially we're separated and it's like okay like I don't I don't know how to deal with this emotion which sucks because it leaves me in a spot where like okay well what did I do wrong if I even did anything wrong because I don't I don't know if I did and the other person didn't and I'm like okay well now I can just write about it and I and I wrote about it I finished my screenplay I'm starting a new one and it sucks because as an artist, when you're hurt like that, when you're feeling hurt and you're feeling lost like that emotionally, your work is so good. And it's great because I'm getting praise from my professors right now and I'm really striving artistically. But at the same time, I feel this and it's not an empty feeling. It is more of like a yearning for more, a yearning for more out of the relationship and there's nothing else to really get out of the relationship anymore because it started and it ended and now I have to move on with my life and I will always ask the question what else could have I you know what else could I have done to make it different and there's a part of me that doesn't want to make it different you know I would do it all over again but there's another part of me the other half of me was like but it was supposed to be the way you wanted it to and it's not and that's fucking frustrating and like I said I've just been writing my heart out 
and I've been using art as my vice, which is amazing. I've been using all these really positive vices and it, and it has been dying down a little bit. When it comes back, it comes back hard. And that makes me, that causes me to think you're not over it. And maybe you should stop forcing yourself to be over it because this is just, I think it's just going to be, and it's not painful. It's just like frustrating, which is a painful feeling. And it is, it is really annoying. And I think the best advice I can give to those who are, you know, dealing with that, whether you broke up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or, you know, in my situation, a really close friendship I think the best advice I can give to you is just to keep moving forward and using your positive vices and with time it will heal. And that's the mindset I'm keeping currently. That, you know, a summer isn't going to get you over this. A year isn't going to get you over this. This might be something that you're going to deal with for the rest of your life until you're on your dying bed, but at least it'll be better than what it is right now or what it was. And it'll just keep getting better with time. You know, I feel like for the past three months, I've listened to myself avoid this conversation that I'm having with myself right now, where I just come on this podcast and I'm not giving advice anymore and I'm not, you know, putting myself out there and I'm not, you know, being as vulnerable as I was for the first seven months of this podcast and it is because I was dealing with that situation and I was hurting so badly, even though that I wasn't in an abusive situation and I wasn't in a bad situation I was in my head about something and I ruined it because I was in my head and it's all I have no one else to blame except for myself truly and you know I'm using this right now as a learning experience because it has made me stronger look at look at where I am right now you know and I'm in a such a great place and I said that in the beginning of the episode and I am I didn't lie when I said that I'm doing so great but there's always going to be a part of ourselves that is a little bit broken and that is a little bit bruised. And I feel that part of myself. You know, it's not overcoming me. You know, it's not ruining anything in my life, but it's there. It's not festering and it's just there. And I'm trying to heal it with time. And I think that's the only thing that will heal something like that is just time and positive thinking and just keep working my tail end and that's the advice I can give to anybody who's dealing with a weird relationship ending and you kind of feel lost and you kind of just feel like you're a fish treading water and not really knowing where to look next is just choose a direction to move in and just fucking go with it and keep pursuing it if it feels good because that's where I am right now you know when I'm when I'm working hard and I'm and I'm doing what I love doing which is art and writing and creating I don't really have time to think about something like that and not you know not to say that I'm not distracting myself which I think I am kind of but I'm not thinking about how I'm distracting myself I'm thinking about what my next goal is what my next ambition is what what how am I going to achieve my dream that's what keeps me going and the pain kind of fuels that sometimes but if pain is your only fuel that will end up in a dead end you got to find something even if it's for a split second of motivation for two milliseconds if you're like 
you know, I think I would like doing this. You take it and you fucking go with it and you keep going with it until you get it. And then you find something new. And maybe that thing that hurt you in the past so badly and wish that were different is going to resurface itself and be the way you wanted it to be. Because you will be rewarded for any work that you put into anything if you truly believe in what you're doing and you're working hard for it. Okay, motivational cat is over. I'm going to end today's episode on that note because it's almost 10 o'clock and I think we're almost at an hour. Um wanted to thank everybody who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate the time that you put into your day to, you know, just put in your headphones or whether you're at the gym, you're taking a walk, you're doing anything. And you chose to listen to today's episode and listen to my podcast in general. I really appreciate it. You can check out my website, which has my Patreon, which has my MailChimp, which has everything that I put in to today's mid-rolls and pre-rolls. It's going to be at catwisneski.com. That's going to be www.katwisniesk.com everything will be on there again thank you and i will see you next tuesday bye